Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. And welcome back to another boring day in Jets land. And uh, Underdog Jets podcast is here with Wayne Corbett. Wayne, uh, I'm sure you slept most of the day, right? There's uh, nothing crazy going on. Let me hit refresh because every time I hit refresh, it's something uh, something new. Uh, obviously, the biggest thing we've heard is uh, get away from the game. The uh, They want Zach Wilson to come back in uh, and that he is reluctant, uh, some of the news people are saying. Uh, what is the latest that you've heard? Is this true or not? Uh, I've been waiting to hear back. have not heard anything. But my – so Salas spoke publicly today and – in in the presser said that he hadn't heard that from Zach Wilson. Um, we're talking about we're of course for those listening we're referencing the report that uh, from the Athletic Zach Rosenblatt Diana Rossini that the Jets are interested in going back to Zach Wilson as the starter against Houston Week 14. Uh, but apparently per report Zach Wilson is hesitant or reluctant. I think reluctant was the word being used. And you know how media is in social media land in today, one word reluctant. And it creates a, it creates a shitstorm in for lack of a better word. And that's what happens. Um, we'll go Diana kind of walk through a timeline. Some people are calling it walking back a little bit, but we'll get to it. So either way, I don't know what the case is. If it's true, uh, he'd be out the door tomorrow for me personally. But I, I even tweeted this at the time. I neither believed it nor dismissed it because I don't care about giving my opinion first. I'm going to wait and let the chips fall where they may. Too many people are too quick to pounce and that's just not me. Yeah. I mean, they're even going a step further saying, Oh, now uh, Aaron Rodgers is trying to convince them. Uh, so that's the next step. And then um, I don't know. I, <laughs> it's tough. You know, I could see why he wouldn't want to be out there. But, uh, you know, to, to hear that, it's just more to the drama and to the saga. So hopefully we get clarity on it by, you know, end of the show. If not, though, I'm sure it's going to go back and forth during the week. But uh, listen, I was at the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was like, watch uh, Simeon come in and that'll be the story. He leads the win and it's going to be, why wasn't he in sooner? Uh, yeah. I'm surprised it didn't happen, but um, what did you think about the performance from them on Sunday? I think, you know, interestingly, our, our boy Hackett, you know, he obviously hasn't done a great job without Rodgers this year, That's but I boy. actually saw some initiative early in the game. I mean, they were trying to bust out of that conservative mindset. There were two early first down play actions where there were deep shots, one with Garrett Wilson one-on-one, 
And Boyle just didn't take the shot. I mean, even if it's one-on-one, you got to take the shot and stretch the D a little bit, even if it's incomplete. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of good things early, but then eventually, you know, the talent at quarterback caught up to him. And it's unfortunate because Schweitzer was back. Becton was back. The O-line had some horses. Um, and for the Zach Wilson people out there, listen, just because Boyle and Simeon have fallen on their faces doesn't exonerate the people who say, see, you should have never benched Zach. I didn't call for Zach's benching either because I didn't love the the backups, but you can't win one way or the other. You know, you got three pretty spotty quarterbacks. I think the issue again, and I'm not calling for his job. I think you have to run it back. Well, Wayne, we'll get your thoughts. We have to run it back with Sala and Douglas and Rogers next year. But I think the issue, and I think Salah's learning it a bit, you just got to have a more aggressive mindset. Offense, defense, special teams, how they connect. Yeah, you got nothing to lose. I mean, yeah, absolutely nothing. Another thing was saying, um, you know, if he comes back, Zach, though, man, he, he I wish they had a away game because yeah, the way he's going to get booed if anything goes wrong, uh, even if he does something right. So that's, that's tough. But uh, away from that, though, yeah, it's um, – do you give a pass this year with the Aaron Rodgers experiment? Because, you know, four plays in uh, to Salah and Douglas and obviously Rodgers doesn't want to play without Hackett. So, yeah, you know, I guess it's a pass and uh, I don't know what you chalk it up as. Well, where do, uh, where do you feel right now on the coaching staff and Douglas? You know, uh, you know, they've done some really good things. I mean, at some point, I think you had to admit a mistake. You made a mistake and move on from Zach. But look at some of the other people. I mean, obviously the ones are Garrett and Sauce. And, uh, you know, Brees hasn't been playing great. Uh, Dalvin hasn't shown much. But look at the bringing in like a Quincy Williams or Gibson as a free agent. Or, um, mm-hmm. you know, some of these people they've picked up. Uh, so they've done a good job. Salah is a good coach. Um, I don't know enough about him. But one thing that did bother me, and I like him. I've never really had a conversation with him. Yeah. Uh, I like what he stands for, you know, but uh, the one thing real quick, that late hit on uh, out of bounds on Brees Hall. Um, obviously, it, it, you know, it was a late hit. It was out of bounds and it was on our sideline, which is great because, you know, we go crazy and trying to get the call. But just watching his demeanor and his face, you know, he has the same face. I was like, we, Herm or like Parcells would be going nuts. You mm-hmm. got to throw the flag. This is my guy. You got to protect him. This, that, like just. And, and Herm, so Herm was a reserved guy, too. It bothers yeah. me, you know? Yeah, and Herm was reserved. But you're right. Herm would lose his mind at times during yeah. the game. I mean, right there. I mean, you got one of your best young players or, you know, players, period. You know, take a hit like that. Uh, and I just it just bothers me that he's kind of so, you know, even-tempered. I think he needs to get a little fired up sometimes. I think, and I've been going back and forth with people calling for Salah's job. I am. I have been a critic of his. First year, I, I hated what I saw in terms of strategy. Second year, it started coming together where Sala, as a personnel guy, a personnel head coach with Douglas, a culture guy, people are going to laugh when I say culture, but a culture guy, a program builder, I've seen too many good things from both Douglas and Sala. Right. It's the strategy still. I think it's the strategy. I think they need to get an offensive guy in here to help out. Rodgers would solve a lot of that as well. I mean, let's be honest, it would. 
But the big thing is I think Salah learns from this too. I think he learns from his mistakes because of Rogers as well. Yeah. You got to bring them all back. Like there's no other option to be honest. And I'm not in the business of calling for people's jobs. I'll, I'll, I'll criticize when it's justified. And I think it's justified, even though, even if Zach Wilson is this bad and never would have amounted to anything, we have to admit the roadblocks that were in his way. You know, the, the, the tragedy with Greg Knapp dying. I, I think when he was reckless earlier in his career, Salah reined him into such a degree where it was so hard to climb out of. Like he's, he's like, he's people pleasing, trying to do the right thing for the team instead of just letting it go and not thinking. So mm-hmm. it's a tough one, man. It's such a unique situation that I think you have to run it back. Yeah. I don't, you know, I have no problem. You know, I like Kutzel, like, you know, Doug, Douglas, you know, I never was a Hackett fan. Um, yeah. Anybody in that family, they hack it. They get along with his dad. I don't know yeah. enough about him. Maybe he's a good guy, but you know, I do yeah. think yeah. though with, with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it's going to be a completely different story. So you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm joking, obviously. And the injury, dude, the O line injuries. Like in '99, Vinny went down for you guys, right? And you were hurt too. Yeah. During that first part of the season, imagine a head coach. It was different for Parcells because he was Parcells and you guys went to the AFC championship game the year before, but imagine a third year coach trying to rebuild things was fired off of that season. It's kind of the same. Now you lose your entire offensive line. You lose Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't do it because the next guy you hire is not going to feel comfortable in that situation. You just got rid of a guy because your entire old line got hurt and Aaron Rodgers went down. Do I really want to, play for this organization or coach this organization right sometimes stability is the right call even though everyone's calling for blood yeah stability exactly you know i talked with lavernius a little bit about this and uh the other day um <clears throat> what does need to be done to to get out of this and i was just kind of going back to uh the people in the locker room uh on the defensive side you got, you know, he got guys who've been there, Mosley, Quinn, and Whitehead's been around. You got young guys, Solos and Quincy. Who's the guy on offense? Who's the guy that gets in front of the room? Um, and I was just thinking back to, I looked it up, and when Bill came after Cotite, the people he brought in, like his kind of guys. Oh, yeah. Guys, guys that take control, you know. Who, you know, who's up there in front of the offense right now? Nobody. There's nobody. And I was looking at some of the names. Plus, ABT is coaching staff real quick. So it was Bill, OCDC was uh, Charlie Weiss and Belichick. Yes. Mo Carthon, running back yep. coach, was a head coach. Charlie Ronnie Weiss. Finnell became a head Al Garo became a Offense assistant, Todd Haley. Defense assistant, Mangini. This is the kind of people you need to bring around. But then they brought in Corwin Brown. Yeah. Special teams got Jumbo, Dream, you know, Pepper mm-hmm. Johnson, William Roberts. Mm-hmm. Those giant teams, and and then the next year they bring in Vinny Curtis, Moai, Brian Cox, Brian Cox, Otis Smith, Damon. These are the guys they need to bring in. I know they talk about, oh, we're going to trade for Devontae Adams. Who cares? Who cares right now if they're not going to block? They need to bring in these dogs, these old vets, um, and the new guys. They need they need players. They need uh, because this whole dynamics off right now in the locker room. Agreed. A hundred percent. Great point. Players and some old good vets in there. Great point. Um, Two things too. I think without Rogers, it was AVT in terms of that guy. And he's listen, I think he's a good leader, but you want older guys there. 
and AVT hasn't been around. This is the second straight year. As yeah. soon as AVT went down, their offense just went down the tubes. Yeah. Um, McGovern to a degree, but without him, he's a, so McGovern, AVT, Rogers. You're right; they have nobody. They no. have nobody. I know you can't. You're not going to win with you know, you know, lower the hill kind of guys. But it's just those are the kind of guys that bring you in there to fight through these days. Yeah, know, these, these losses, and you know, it's getting dark quicker, and the practices are. You know, it's just it's tough. You know, and they can't just waste the rest of the year. They got to like grow and find out who they have there they can count on. Um, and, and they need to bring, like I said, I don't, they're not like a piece or two away. They're, they're a couple pieces away. And, and yeah. it's a shame to say, but 89% of it's on the offense. It is. It is. It, and I could say that even though I think the defense is overrated, you're right, 100%. Oh. And I'm not saying the D's bad, the D's tremendous, but still a little overrated. Anyone's a hockey, yeah. yeah. Hockey fans out there, the Rangers win went with the superstar method last year. They acquired Patrick Kane, they got Tarasenko, and they flopped in the playoffs. This year, they signed under the radar, gritty veteran types, and they're the best team in the league through the first two months of the season. So, to your point, that's that's the that's the ticket. Scherzer, Verlander. All right, we got the best staff in the uh, in the league. Where were they? Where did they end the season? Not even, yeah. not even on the roster. So yeah, listen. You know, on the plus side, it was Legends Weekend, and uh, a lot of the old guys came back. So it was nice to uh, see uh, see all those guys. Uh, you know, Vinny and Chad and Ray Mickens, those guys, and Fabini, and you know, it was just a good time. So uh, and the fans came out, and we were out there in the rain. And they're trying, man. You know that that that's all I can say about that. But uh, you said Pennington was there. Pennington was there for a little bit, but um, yeah. It's listen, it's tough. Uh, but did you expect any different this no. past week going into that game? No. Yeah. Not at all, because it, it, as much as Zach Wilson has fallen fallen on his face, he actually has some talent to get some things done. Whereas the other two guys, there's just there's very little hope. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, it goes back to like you said, you brought in a guy who is going to be the topic of conversation every time you talk about the Jets. He had Aaron hasn't been on the field in two months, and it's like a tracker of how he feels today, and you know what kind of retreat he's on this and that. <laughs> you know, they kind of like. You know, kind of held hostage. Like he wanted this receiver. Would they have brought in a forty million dollars Lazard with Aaron Rodgers? No, he's not worth it. Yeah, they his coordinator. They wanted his backup. You know, the safety from the Packers. You know, they released him. It just Cobb hasn't done nothing. So whatever happens, no matter what the defense does, it's like, oh wow, that's going to really help when Aaron gets back. Something great happens. Well, you know, when Aaron gets back, everything goes back to Aaron Rodgers, and I just think. Too much got invested around him, and that dynamic is so off right now that everything centered around a guy who's not been on the field. Um, they need to change the narrative and, and, and create some new news and not just the Aaron Rodgers show. Yeah, and I like him, and he would have done well, but it's just it's overkill, man. It, it is, it is. And it, so, with Lazard, I understood the attempt because Garrett Wilson is more of a slot guy. He's six foot. He's shifty in today's league. I mean, he couldn't play slot in your era, but today's league. 
So you want a physical guy on the outside? That's what they were going for. But no, is he worth that salary? Not at all. That's a Rodgers move. Um, they need a physical receiver, at least two, to, to go with Garrett. They need O-linemen everywhere. But number one, they need to fix the injury problem. Like this is, to me, this is beyond luck. And they have to do something. And if I'm them, I'm going back to grass at MetLife. You played on that tray system, the grass system, where it was all muddy and, and crappy in the early 2000s. Give me that every day over what they have now. Let, 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 let me ask you this. You, you know, you, the offense this year compared to last year. Last year we thought it was bad, but yeah. think about this. You bring in Aaron and, you know, like you said, bring in Cobb and Lazard and this and that. Would you rather have this this year or go back to last year with Corey Davis and Elijah Moore and bring back uh, Burials and uh, Jeff Smith than what we have right now? I mean, I love Gibson. We could talk about him. Yeah, um, I love Gibson too. Involved, but, you know, this. There's no weapons there, man. No, no, no. I'll take the weapons from last year. Obviously, I'll take the quarterback from this year. And I'll take the play caller from last year. Uh, independent of Rodgers, I'm taking the floor every day. I mean, yeah. he has imag- He had imagination. He, he, he ran the ball. Was it terrific? No. But comparative to this year, yeah, I'm taking him. Yeah. Listen, Hackett, I just – he's got Aaron Rodgers' system trying to put into – not Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. Um, and I, I don't know. I just – I don't like it. It's predictable and stuff like that. Now, LaFleur, at some point, yeah, I said, listen, they need to move on this and that. You know, you had a rookie head coach, rookie coordinator, and a rookie co- – you know, whatever quarterback, whatever it was, you know, yeah, he was creative and stuff and uh, predictable, but situationally, he called the wrong plays. Yeah, in the development, the worst plays at the worst times, but they, you know, good plays. But what they have right now is just not imaginative, it's not creative, it's predictable. Everybody in the building knows what he's doing, uh, and you can't always blame the players for that. They run the plays they're supposed to. Yeah, can you be successful? But you have to be put in a position to succeed, and they haven't been all year. Yeah, and and the development wasn't there with the floor either. Um, no. You know, say what you want about Zach, he could. What would Zach? Well, let me ask you this: What would Zach Wilson be doing if, for some god unknown reason, the Chiefs traded Mahomes and drafted Zach Wilson and had Andy Reid? What What would he be doing in the NFL? You think? I think he'd be doing good. <laughs> I think, you know, when you you go there and out of college, you know, and he, he kind of molds you in, in, into the player he wants to be. Yeah, I mean, is he is Zach Wilson as talented as Patrick Mahomes? Um, Patrick Mahomes talented, but what he has around him and that coaching and, and you know, sitting behind for, for two years, but you know, yeah, yeah. Zach, Zach, Zach in the right position will be fine. Yeah. Um, coming out, but after three years of crap and getting benched and whatever years it is and this and that and that and this, no, nah, he's, he's, uh, he's in a tough spot. He's got a lot to come back from. Yeah, at the very least, I could say he's handled himself pretty well. Considering all the crap that's happened off the field, he's handled himself pretty well. Yeah. Um, Which is a good positive. But uh, I feel bad for Zach. Like I said, you know, I'm usually like, give someone else a try, this, that, and this. You know, he's not smart. He does this, but he's just, you know, good things and bad things. At this point, if that's the truth where they're like, you know, hey, you know, 
the uh, the other two girls we wanted uh, won't go to the prom with me. Hey, can you can you come back? I know you want you know I want you now. It's like it's like you know you didn't want me then. Yeah, and now you want me again. Why should I come in there, get my ass kicked, you know, get booed? Uh, you know why why can you blame him? Uh, for not you know now he's gonna come back for for being reluctant if that's the case. You know what I mean? They didn't want him. Now they want him again. I don't, know, I don't blame him. It, 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 true story. He took two girls to his senior prom in high school. Zach Wilson. Yeah, and their moms too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. baby, he's got experience. Hey, say good, what you want about his on-field on experience. <laughs> yeah, every guy's dream. Stifler's yeah. mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um. Yeah, it's just, what can you say? And the crazy thing is, too, this whole disaster of a day and disaster of a month, people are saying same old Jets. Okay, from a historical standpoint, maybe. But when you look at the Douglas regime, Douglas cut out all the leaks. Like, people forget how chaotic the McCagnan and Idzik era truly was. So this source today, this report – very, very unlike the Douglas regime. So I, I wouldn't go too far with it. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, you know, we say same old Jack. I was talking to some of the old, older guys on the team. Um, it was good. He had like the 80 guys, the guys from the 80s, 90s, even the 70s. Um, I drive, I go to Cade's games and he plays in like you know, Pennsylvania, he plays in Virginia, Maryland, all that stuff. And uh, when I'm driving to these, Games, I do listen to uh, talk radio, sports talk radio. Mm-hmm. It's the same complaining yeah. in every market about this and that. Same old, it's just same old Jets is like, a, you know, is a trademark. You know what I mean? But this yeah. goes on in other teams, uh, even in decent situations. But where there's bad situations, there's all these cancers, there's all this and that just in the season, just endure the season. This stuff goes on everywhere, but this is New York, and we hear more about it. So I promise you, other teams are going through this right now. We just don't hear about it because, you know, we're in the media capital of the world. Yeah, it's true. Um, and the other thing is, too, think about this. Jets were 7-4 and four and then 7-5 and five last year. Salah, D.C. from San Fran. D'Amico Ryans succeeded him. DC and San Fran is now the head coach with the Texans, and they're in the same spot this year, seven and four, seven and five, and they're playing each other this weekend. Uh, so we'll yep. talk about Houston before we wrap it up. I mean, we'll see what Houston does the rest of the way. Tank Dell's now out, which is going to crush my fantasy team, but uh, Stroud seems to be a player. We'll see how it finishes, but it, it's so we tend to forget the success they had without Aaron Rodgers early last year. And then after AVT and Brees and all the injuries, again, it comes back to injuries to me. I know people don't want to hear it. Uh, you got to play through it next man up. But when you lose your entire offensive line and a hall of fame quarterback, it's very, very difficult. You know what though? You got to adjust. Things happen. You know, it's how you react to them. Yeah. That, uh, Makes you what you are in football and life or whatever it is. You can't just like expect, you know, a straight line from uh, where you are to success. It's going to be peaks and valleys, left and right. So you're going to have to change, adjust on the fly. We just didn't do that. We had uh, the offseason to be prepared, maybe to bring in a different backup. Uh, you know, we had the beginning when guys got hurt. 
The bye week, perfect time to bring 10 linemen off the street, bring in three quarterbacks to trial. I mean, there's, there's been times, and that's the biggest complaint I have with uh, the front office. Not the front office, I mean, like Joe Douglas and Salah. Yep. Um, you know, because I always talk about Woody and and, and all that. They gave, they gave them not an open checkbook, but it's like if you feel this is the right move, you know, the Johnson family is like, you make the move, you know, and there's that trust there, and that's what you want. Um, but they haven't veered left to right. It's just like, you know what? We have what we have and we're just going to go with it. That doesn't have to be the case. Yeah. Ezra, Ezra Cleveland, the guard, a pretty good guard who was traded to, who did he go? Jacksonville? I think Jacksonville from Minnesota. He was the perfect guy to grab. And I didn't hear anything about Douglas even sniffing him. So there's merit to that. And listen, I've criticized this coaching staff a lot, especially lately. So I don't disagree with you. I, I, I don't. Listen, what did we hear after the, the trade data line? Oh, we made a move to get um, Devontae Adams. Oh, De- Devontae Adams. We made a move to get Devontae Adams to trade before the trade. De- the report. I don't care. I don't right. care. I don't care if you try to get Mike. I don't care. who. It, that didn't matter. Devontae Adams isn't going to bring us to playoffs. We needed a lineman. Yeah. lineman. You want to get him in the offseason, Devontae Adams? Dude. He's one of the best, but that didn't matter. That wasn't the news that we all wanted to hear. We wanted to hear we got some some dogs to come in and, and fight and, you know, block for Brees and block for Zach and whoever else. And that was what I was most disappointed um, is we stayed the course and nothing changed in the shows. They tried – Douglas targeted Joe Tooney. Former Pat was with the Chiefs now two, two off seasons ago, and he chose the Chiefs. Can't, can't blame him. That was such a massive miss because when you look around the league, which offensive lines are good? The guys with veterans, all the good old lines are old. Yeah. Uh, Philly with Kelsey and Lane Johnson, San Francisco with Trent Williams, Tooney with KC. They need to sign a veteran and overpay for that guy this offseason. Who's a free agent? Jonah, I know Jonah Williams is. There's one example. Is he, is yeah. he a Hall of Famer? No, but he brings stability. Um, Lake and yeah. Tomlinson did too, but I mean, he was the last man standing. The other four starting spots were hurt. So yeah. go get those old linemen this, this, um, this off season. Yeah. We, um, look at, I mean, I was looking like the, the best years guys I've seen when we board, we have Hawaii and Jumbo and, you know, Fabini, Randy Thomas, Ryan Young and Kareem Jumbo McKenzie. was the sixth. Jumbo was the sixth old lineman for you guys in yeah, early 2000s. You know, he wasn't um, even starting. Yeah. It, this is the guys, Mawai. Dave's out. You know what I mean? The Dave's out kind of guys. Yeah. Jumbo. I mean, you throw McKenzie. I mean, Brian Young, Brandon Moore. McKenzie, too. McKenzie was great. I can't name more than, you know, a dozen guys in my 11 years because we had the same guys there. Yeah, every Uh, year. they And they stayed healthy, too. Yeah, combination of, like, this tough and, like, you know, William Roberts came in. That's You know what I mean? Guys like that, I mean, they have experience at one Super Bowl. They say something, you listen. So we just need more of that, man. And, yeah. You know, and survive this last month and hopefully find out uh, what we have going into next year. Free agents this offseason, Jason Kelsey, no chance with him. He's going to retire. Uh, Tyron Smith, Andrus Pete, Dwayne Brown. Obviously, we know where he is right now. Kevin Zietler, Connor Williams. Trent Brown, Jonah Williams. Jonah, Jonah Williams is the guy I'm targeting, and I'm overpaying to make sure he comes. Um, look at this message. 
Fanica. We brought in a Fanica. Another That's another great. guy. That Fanica. He was the cherry on top of Mawai, Brick, and Brandon Moore. He was unbelievable. And then they lost him and they were still good. Yeah, Brick and Mangold, 10, 10 plus years. Think about this. 2006, they drafted Brick and Mangold. Two first-round offensive linemen, Mangini and Tannenbaum, together. Mm-hmm. They hadn't drafted a first-round offensive lineman from 2006 until Beckton. That's absurd. I want to see, see the draft this year. You know, offensive tackle, offensive guard, uh, receiver, center, uh, another lineman. I, I want, you know, listen, the defense is getting gassed a little bit, and I'm surprised. Maybe they need a guy here or there, but – it needs to be all in offense all the time um, from the end of the season until next training camp. And you got to look at it like you're trying to build two starting offensive linemen, as sad as that is. Like you can't rely on AVT and Beckton. Like you got to yeah. build two starting offensive linemen, literally. And I feel that for Douglas sense. because he tried to address the problem. He's a former offensive lineman. It's got to be eating him up. But you're right. You got to do it. Thomas Gutman, hey, Wayne, my brother and I saw you get your recognition at MetLife yesterday. Congratulations. Yeah, I got a little cheer. I was happy about it. Um, you never know. I mean, you guys there. And they lined us up in um, eras, 70s, 80s, 90s, and um, you know, and, and going into the more current guys. Uh, and I met some guys that I never really met, you know, or played after me, played before me. So, uh, Thank you. Any, any names come to mind? Um. You know what? It's just trying to think specifically. Yeah, just a lot of the guys who weren't like the top players, but just right. younger guys. And uh, you know, I was um, uh, Mike. The uh, uh, his last name, uh, the kid from Princeton who came in. Um, just talking to him, guys like a trial uh, attorney and all this and that. And I know he didn't play a long time, and he played with a couple teams. And I'm just listening to guys. Um, um, uh, uh, let's see, great. And then um, the one way I didn't know his first name, uh, Kid Sap, who played for us a couple of years ago. Yeah, you know, motivational speecher, this and that. And it just, is he? Guys, what's that? He's a motivational speaker. Yeah, and does this with the kid. I'm, mean, you know, like I said, a lot of these guys that might have been there one year. Good kids, like, and I know the older guys, and it just uh, I wish I could remember all their last names. I'm, you know, uh, dude, they, listen, it's fifty three guys each year. Come on. The names are going to be look, tough. Like I said, it's just guys who didn't play, but they're just like using it as a platform to like help kids or help this or do good in the world and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I was just impressed and I was happy to be a part of the Jets alumni and, and you know, see your Bruce Harper's and your, you know, Wesley Walker's back to Kenny Shrew. I mean, all over the place. That was everybody yeah. from uh, every time. What was weird was, we wore our jerseys from when we played. Yeah. And uh, there was two number 80s. Who the hell was 80 before you? From way back. No, guys who were there for like one year. Uh, That's true. Were, there would be 80s littered throughout history. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, it was, it was wild seeing two guys wearing 80s. Uh, like they might have played the same year. I don't know. It was, uh, it was uh, pretty, pretty funny. But you know what's uh, funny? You're lucky in a sense that no one who wore 80 before you really stood out. Like Johnny Lamb Jones is the one guy who I could think of who was a high pick. You know, he was sad. He was okay. I was too young to remember, but he's the one guy I could remember who wore 80. 
Uh, here's the kid. I, I I don't know why I took the liking to this kid. Uh, Mike Catapano, kid from Princeton, all Ivy League, all that stuff. I'm talking to this kid, and I'm like, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just so impressed meeting these young guys, and you know, they're grateful they played, they're happy they played, but they had other plans in life, and they moved on, and uh, it just, I don't know. I had a good day. Let's put it that way. Uh, I had it's a good a- day, and um. You know, the family and friends were there and everything. So, like I said, as always, the fans, thanks for coming out. <laughs> thanks for cheering for all us old guys and continue to hang in there, man, because at some point it's got to get better. Yeah. John Elliott, uh, standout D lineman from the Super Bowl days, also wore 80, which is interesting. 80 on defensive line back I've in the day. That. Yeah. I, I, I've seen that, but I haven't, uh, man, I wish I knew the other guys. Uh, the other guys' names. Yeah, there were some guys from way back. Yeah, we got Katie uh, Dunn, John Elliott, Jim Evans, Roger yeah. Farmer, Scott well, Holman. The, here's the other kid. I mean, you know, I made sure I remember these. Ricky Sapp. Uh, uh, it, it rings a bell, but I can't. Yeah, dude, I mean, nobody, you know, some people remember him, obviously. that The kid came from Clemson. He's talking about, I'm just like, that was the most fun I had is just listening to stories. Of course, these people are like, oh, yeah, I did a book report on you in kindergarten. It's like, all right, I feel like I'm freaking 90 years old. But to me, these kids made Sunday, as bad as the game was, yeah. worth it. Because, uh, yeah, I, I, it was a good day. Uh, That's good. Yeah, because it's good, too, because there are, like I said, there are so many guys in the NFL each year coming in, coming out. The turnover is crazy. So they fall under the radar, like what they're doing after football. So it's, yeah. it is good to hear those stories. Yeah, and they they were so happy to be part of the Jets family for a year, two or three, whatever it was. Um, I don't know. Like I said, yeah. just uh, it, it, it impacted me a little bit. Um, so that's why I smiled so much because it was a, it was a great weekend, Legends weekend, and I'm glad they do that every year. Nice. Yeah, Ricky Sapp is 37 now, 37 years old, from South Carolina. He must have played during the Rex era at some point, near yeah. the end of the Rex era. Oh, yeah, dude. There's a bunch of them. But uh, those are two. Uh, Williamson. Was there a Williamson that played recently? Avery Williamson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's yeah. he's somewhat recent. He was the Gase um, team. What's he doing now? He, he was um, always great with the media. Like, he was always well-spoken and yeah. um, good in that regard. Yeah, it was just um, – I'm trying to think. Baker, was there a John Baker that played? These are the guys that I was enjoyed tight end? this week. You're talking about Chris Baker? No, no, no. Listen, man, these are guys like, you know – Under I'm, the radar. I was happy, man. I'm, ha- I'm happy to be a Jet because of these guys because <laughs> they That's appreciate what, me and stuff like that. Uh, That's what Jets fans need to hear today. I'll tell you that. Listen, I'm telling you, just talking – I know you know the, the names and stuff like that. It's these guys – who will remember Jet fans forever because they cheered for them. And that's what makes me happy that, uh, you know, I'm part of the Jets family. Nice. Yeah, this just comment from Jemiah. Jemiah, sorry. I'm not, I'm going to say JJ. This comment from JJ, go way back. Marvin Powell and Chris uh, Chris Ward, the original bookends. Yeah, early 80s, I think. Those were the two tackles. Yeah, Marvin Powell. I mean, he should be, he could be in the round of honor. Yeah, you know, uh, go back to oh Marvin Washington was there from my rookie year. DB, oh no, Ed. D. Lyman, D. Lyman. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm like, um, he, he, he's so happy all the time and go in this and that. I'm like, um, Marv, I'm like, what do you do now? It's like, oh, cannabis. I'm like, oh, cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we're smiling so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Fabini lost like 80 pounds. Did he? He doesn't look like a lineman you know, anymore, huh? Uh, I could go all day, man. It was just hysterical. Anthony G. Seeing, seeing these guys. Some of us like can barely walk. Yeah. And some guys look like they could play, uh, you know, a uh, hundred plays in a game right now. <laughs> Tony G. When will they officially retire 80? It's coming. It's coming, Tony G. You know what, Tony? Uh, if they do or if they don't, I really don't care. Uh, you know, I don't care at all, man. Like I said, just being there, my name's up in the stadium. Unless I do something really stupid. That it's always going to be up there. Uh, like I said, the, man, the fans, it was in the rain, and, and this was before the game where they were there. And uh, maybe us old guys got the loudest cheers of the day. Yeah. But, uh, but we got them, you know? Yeah. All right. Get your final questions in before we wrap it up. Um, Stanley, man, I will be very surprised if Becton resigns with the Jets. Yeah. I mean, it's a. That's it's a tough. big, uh, it's a big question mark right now. Yeah, one, you know, like you said, one bad leg, they switch it from left to right, and then the other bad leg, it's just, you know, it's, you know, he's a, he's a physical specimen, but early in his career, carrying that much weight around, um, hurt him. But listen, the kid's talented. He was a first round pick for a reason. Yeah, it's a big question. The only thing I would say is, him and Aaron Rodgers have a unique relationship right now. And Aaron Rodgers said, don't, he's a smart fella. I mean, as a quarterback, you want to have those relationships with your linemen. If they feel closer to you more personally, you know, indebted, they're, it's crazy, but it's human nature. They're going to bust their ass more for you. Yeah. That's a, like we were talking about that early in the year. The pitcher catcher uh, relationship and like the quarterback center uh, and the extension, you know, the rest of the line, that's all whole different thing because essentially you're putting your hands as a quarterback in those five guys lives yeah uh that's a that's a trust you don't find in any other sport no no so i wouldn't say it's it's all but certain he's gone likely maybe but i I, the wild card is aaron Rodgers. they have built a relationship here so we'll see as always use discount code 80 at just x factor um rate Give us a five-star review at iTunes, all that good stuff. Share and subscribe to this video. And uh, off to Houston. Well, not to Houston. Houston comes into us, but off to the Texans we go in week 14. Yeah. it's um, Like I said, it's uh, we want to get through this last month and see what we have. Maybe get a, a win or two for the, you know, for the holidays. But, um, again, fans came out uh, and they cheered. Uh, and, and, and know we heard you and we appreciate it. So uh, talk to you next week. All right, guys. We'll catch you later.